In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Brothers and sisters, whenever we read a text, whatever it is, this is, you know, anybody that's done any kind of research or anything like that will know this. When you go into a text to best kind of uh, get the most out of it, but is you got to ask questions before you go into the text. You have to have questions in your mind that you're looking for the text to answer, and that's the best way to get as much from it as possible. That's true also of the Bible. Go in with questions when you read it. One of the questions that I like to ask when I read scripture is, why did the writer of this book decide to include this specific event? So I'll ask the question on this one. Why did St. Matthew, who's the writer of this gospel, why did Matthew decide to write, to put into his gospel this specific story? And not other stories, because there are, I'm sure, thousands of other stories that he could have added about what Jesus did and said that he left out, but picking and choosing which ones he's going to put in, this one made it in. Why this one and not others? If we look at the narrative, we have a Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus. Now, a Canaanite woman, this is a Gentile race. They are not Jews. They are not believers in the true God. They are pagans. A Canaanite woman comes to Jesus, and she begs him to heal her daughter. And you remember how the narrative goes. It goes from Jesus ignoring her to Jesus answering the disciples and saying, I'm not going to help her, essentially, to then answering her and basically insulting her. We have to figure out why Matthew would want to put this in. It would otherwise seem like kind of an embarrassing text, if anything. Well, I think Matthew adds it because this is, in a very short story, a huge and a great model for Christian spirituality Matthew wants to put, put this into his gospel to teach us how to pray. What is a life of prayer like? And this story kind of manifests that to us. So the Canaanite woman, she goes up to Jesus, and this is what she starts with. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. Jesus doesn't answer her a word. And then the disciples get annoyed with her. She's bothering us. So just send her away. And then Jesus says, I'm not even going to deal with her. I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She's not an Israelite. I'm not going to deal with her. Sounds almost racist. And then she says, Lord, help me. And then he says, it's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This is a very kind of insulting word. But then she answers with this just really explosive act of humility. I mean, it's so creative and it's so good. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that, that fall from their master's table. So what's going on here? That's when Jesus responds and he says, great is your faith, let it be, do, let it be to you according to your, to your uh, desire. What's going on here? All of us Catholics have a pretty decent experience with uh, God, with prayer and so on. We've all had the experience, I'm sure. 
we have something that we need in our life, we go to God, we go to Christ, we pray, and we feel totally ignored. God is not answering. God is not saying anything. God is not doing anything. Nothing is changing whatsoever. He did not answer her a word. The first thing that we have to understand about this text is that she goes to Jesus and this is what she says. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. So she goes to him with great faith. This is what Matthew is teaching us. When we go to Jesus, we have to go with strong faith. We have to know who he is. We have to know who he is in our life. Lord, he is my Lord. He is the son of David. This is synonymous with the Messiah. Jesus is the savior of the world. I know who I'm talking to and I go there in prayer, I meet him, and I express this great faith in him. I know who he is. And then I make my request. Now, we all have the experience, like I said, where we feel very ignored by God. But then Matthew is teaching us, yeah, but keep going, take another step, don't give up yet. So she goes, and she kneels now before him. And she says, Lord, help me. And then Jesus seemingly insults her. So we have this experience, all of us, I think. Where we go, we pray to God, we ask him for something, he doesn't answer, it's, he's totally silent. We go, we go a little bit deeper. We kneel, we get a little bit more desperate. We're now kind of begging. And then we feel like maybe things even get worse than they were before we started. Maybe we feel a little slighted by God. Not only now is he ignoring us, but now he's just kind of mocking us. But then we go even a little bit deeper and we say, you know what, I will take it. You want to answer my prayer with some kind of pain or some kind of suffering? You want to answer my prayer in the kind of the complete opposite direction that I'm going? Fine. I'll take it, I'll accept it. If this is coming from you, I will take it. And I will accept from you whatever you want. Even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You want to call me a dog? Fine, I'm a dog. But even dogs eat the, the, the master's crumbs. Now that is how to get to the heart of Jesus. That is the point. That is, I think, why Matthew includes this in the gospel. Because Matthew wants to teach us, Matthew, imagine, He's, he's, a, he's a, the tax collector. He's the scribe. He's one of the apostles. He's following Jesus around. He's writing this gospel 20, 30 years after the life of Christ to get people to know Jesus and to have this relationship with him. And he knows Christ because he's one of his apostles. And he's trying to hint at us. He's trying to tell us, you want a relationship with Jesus? This is what he's like. You want to get to his heart? This is the way you do it. This is the way you do it. Go to him with great faith. That, that's what he cares about. And go to him with great humility, that's what he cares about. Lower yourself. Don't go in arrogantly. Don't go in thinking that he owes you something, he doesn't. Don't go in thinking that you deserve something, none of us do. Go in with great faith, go in with great humility, and go in with great love. Let love be your motivation. If love is your motivation, these things together will get to the heart of Christ. And I'll show you where that is right now. She goes to Jesus and she says, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For why? why? My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. This is what I mean by love. And this is what the gospel means by love. She's asking mercy for herself 
in relation to her daughter. Her daughter is the one that's sick. But she associates her daughter with herself. What happens to her daughter, for the mom, happens to herself because she loves her daughter so much. That is love. We go, she's, com she's coming to pray to Jesus and make this supplication before Him because of her great love for somebody else. She's not asking for a great career. She's not asking for money. She's not asking for an easier time. She's not asking for you know, a lazy boy chair or something like that. She's asking because somebody is in desperate need and she loves that person and she's begging on behalf of that person. She's lowering herself on behalf of that person. She's humbling herself, calling, accepting being called a dog for the sake of this other person. That's love. And that is the way we get to the heart of Christ. That is what changes Jesus calling her, go, going from ignoring her to insulting her to now all of a sudden praising her and saying, woman, great is your faith. He doesn't say that about even his own apostles. He always calls them, oh, men of little faith. How do we get to the heart of Christ? What is Matthew telling us about what he knows in his experience with Jesus walking with him for three years? Do everything with great love. Humble yourself, lower yourself. Before God especially. And do everything with great faith, trust in God. If you do these three things, you have captured the heart of Christ. And he'll give you whatever you want. Amen.